right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Wrestling Has Lost. So today, uh, we got a couple of things to talk about leading into a lot of good shit. But to start it off, here's Johnny. All right. So this week, uh, there was another Twitter controversy uh, with uh, Forgotten Sons member Jackson Riker. Earlier this week, uh, President Trump made some comments about the protests that have been going on here and here in the U.S. and about how he wants to use military force to stop them. And so Jackson Riker tweeted his support for the president, and this got him all kinds of, no pun intended, backlash mm-hmm. on, on the comment. Uh, I know uh, several wrestlers came out against he, what he said, especially because at the end he used he used his catchphrase "forgotten no more," which they were upset that he was he was blending the, the line between reality and kayfabe. I know uh, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Batista, Ricochet, and even his own teammates and. The Forgotten Sons came out against his comments. And so now the question is, how are Unforgotten Sons going to be treated now that they're on the on the main roster? And now that this has come out, I would think they would be buried. But uh, Vince is real close to Donald Trump, so... He might also be in support of that as well. I don't know what what y'all think about it. All right. Andrew, you go first. (laughs) Do what? I don't think you're me. All right, I'll go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I heard they're catching a lot of heat from their fellow super from the fellow superstars so I don't think they'll get buried I just think they're gonna get the push they were gonna get so I don't know that's just what I I think they're too good to be forgotten about again no pun intended yeah so um you know I just think it's going to be a minor setback, but once this all blows over, I think they'll be fine. Yeah, probably. Yeah. They didn't. It's not hurt. What happened to Velveteen Dream a few weeks ago? Not hurting him. He's still getting another title shot. And in fact, <laughs> word is he's headed, Velveteen Dream is headed to the main roster. That's what I heard. Along with the Shirai. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I, I, know, I know you like that. Yeah, I wanted to form a stable with Oscar and Kari. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, even Kari's on her way out, though. Maybe she'll replace Kari in there. Well, actually, um, but actually in real life, uh, uh, EO and Oscar don't like each other. Or is it EO and Kyrie? I don't know. Don't like each other. I, know, I know one of the two don't like each other. <clears throat> I think it's EO and Oscar. Yeah. They don't like the, each other. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think I think they were a team at one point in Japan, and something happened that they they split up, and now they're enemies. Or maybe that was all kayfabe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Just another big word. 
work, like we really need something else <laughs> to trick us. Haven't we had enough trickery this week? <laughs> okay, so so after uh, after signing with WWE earlier this year, Rob Gronkowski has left WWE. Yeah. Well, he had a clause in his contract saying that he could leave whenever he wanted to. Like if if he was going to go play football again, which he is. So that's why on Raw, uh, R-Truth won the title back for the 36th time. <laughs> is it 36? Yes, it's 30. I, I saw I saw an Instagram post earlier today, and it had R-Truth with the number 36 behind him. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. What do you think is going to oh, be the magic? So he's almost doubled Flair. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, well actually, and now in his entire career, he's held forty-one titles. <laughs> hey, so he's more than double Flair. <laughs> <laughs> but but that also includes tag team and U U.S. and yeah, hardcore. <clears throat> uh, see, okay, so yeah. this came out yesterday that uh, unfortunately. Even though Jinder Mahal just came back from injury, he has re-injured his knee again, and he once again had to go under surgery. So he's going to be out for a while. Which now they're going to they're they're going to have to drop a storyline. The storyline was that he was going to start a feud with Drew McIntyre for the WWE title and. And, you know, former three B members against each other, so that's not going to happen now. Yeah, so then that half an hour, um, he's Slater back. <laughs> <laughs> may, it may, maybe I mean, Howard uh, Maverick back, evidently. Yes, uh, yes, <laughs> and and uh, well, I'll talk about that more in NXT. But yeah, yeah, that's yeah. I mean, and they brought Drew Gulak back and Kurt Angle and. Supposedly, uh, Sarah Logan. So, so. it's yeah. it's also because this week on Impact, they uh, teased uh, show footage of most of the wrestlers that WWE released last month, uh, and teasing that they may go back, go to Impact or return to Impact, which that included Drake Maverick and EC3, Eric Rowan, Eric Young. And they show the they show the Bulgarian flag because they didn't have any Rusev footage. <laughs> you not have Rusev footage? Come on. <laughs> There's so much Rusev footage out there. Yeah, and they also had uh, footage from uh, Matt Cardona and, and Kurt Hawkins' character. So, uh, but I mean, they were just teasing. I I don't think they're all going to go back. I think EC3 can go back, being that he has history and impact. Yeah. And if he if he hadn't resigned, Drake Maverick would have gone back and be, became Rockstar Spud again. Yeah, so, Eric yeah. Young go back because he had yeah he, he was, was like the, the junior heavyweight champion or something over there at one point. Yeah, yeah he was the Impact champion too. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, finally, so let me let me ask you a question. So now WWE and AEW have. Uh, wrestlers in to make up the audience, the crowd. Who do you think ha is having a better time 
WWE crowd or the AEW crowd? AEW. Yes. AEW is having a better time. Yes, AEW because they're they're allowing the wrestlers that are in the audience to continue their character work, like you saw MJF, you know, trying to get into into it with Jungle Boy this this week. You know, he was in crowd. You've seen, you saw uh, FTR looking on at at uh, at Omega and Page. Yeah. So it came out this week the uh, schedule for the WWE NXT trainees that are watching uh, watching the the shows and it's I don't like it uh, they just like AEW they're taping all their shows for two weeks in in two days so here's how the schedule goes there they start around eleven in the morning. And they don't finish till ten o'clock at night. Now this is taping, taping Raw, SmackDown, two o five live in main event, and then on Wednesdays you're taping two episodes in the NXT. So I, I, I get, I think Wednesday's a shorter day, but Mondays and Tuesdays go from eleven to ten. The the uh, trainees, they're only allowed to sit down. We're only allowed to sit down during commercial breaks. And they had, they were also told to bring their own lunches because they weren't allowed to, have, <laughs> they weren't allowed to eat catering with the, with the wrestlers. They had oh, that's eat, just wrong. They had to eat their lunches under, under uh, a tarp or under an awning outside. Outside. And not only that, okay. Which, uh, yeah. Which is definitely not cool because, you know, you got to treat them all equally, right. no matter. Yeah. And I don't know about Florida, but it's 100 degrees outside here now. Not, <laughs> not, not only that, but not only that, but they've already taped the, uh, the Adam Cole Velveteen Dream Match for TakeOver. And uh, not, no spoilers, but uh, it, 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 they taped it outside. And they had mm. they had a five hour rain delay for the match. <laughs> Since when does a wrestling match have a rain delay? <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, okay. at the same time they had cinematic wrestling matches. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So the match didn't even start taping till midnight. Wow. Yes. That's that's a tough time to be yeah. around for that long. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, I don't like. First no. of all, I don't like plexiglass. Already said that. And 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 they're not even letting letting the wrestlers have have any character uh, aside from when they went to break up Lashley and and uh, yeah and Drew. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things I did hear earlier today is that uh, Nikki Cross hated how they were treating the NXT crowd yeah. that was there. So she went outside with them and she bought pizza for everybody. That's good. Hell yeah. I like that. That's, yeah. that's looking out. So I like that. And, I'm just surprised uh, they made them bring their own food. Come on, this is... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just the company being greedy and not wanting to have a lot there. 
Yes. I don't know for what reason, because they have a they have enough money to provide. Oh yeah, they have so, a lot more money than AEW has, and and yeah, look at AEW. <laughs> Yeah, and AEW well, you know, provides. Tony Khan's got a lot, of, lot, a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, the, the guy running it has a lot of money, but the company itself may not. He may, have, may not. I'm yeah. sure he'd pay for pizza for everybody if he had to. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he really would. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you had anything else to add on because uh, that no, that was it. I'm surprised they don't, they don't let him have a chair out there on ringside. <laughs> I mean, they probably did. Yeah, but, but like I said, I they know. were it's they were weird. only they were only allowed to sit down during commercial breaks. <laughs> I think it's stupid. Which, which when when I've seen when I've been to shows where they're taping episodes for another day, and they only take thirty second commercial breaks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but definitely AEW's winning that war. With the yes. crowd, yes. they're doing a lot better job than WWE is. So maybe take some notes, WWE, and uh, do a better job. Yes, <laughs> as far as the crowd and treating the crowd right. So uh, before we move on, I just want to add on to the news here a little bit. Um, I know there's been talk these last couple of days and speculation about what's going to happen with Adam Cole because there's rumors that he hasn't re-signed and that his contract's almost up. Uh, So this new information that's coming out is still not from WWE, uh, but it's being reported now that he has signed a three-year deal. So, okay. for the time being, Adam Cole is probably staying with WWE. All right. Okay. So, you know. I'm a fan. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so much for my rumor of him going to join his wife. Well, that's... Girlfriend. His girlfriend. <laughs> They're not my married girlfriend, yet. My bad. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah well, that's what we, we were all expecting anyway. Yeah. I mean, I just we were talking about it earlier that that's what we probably expect is that eventually they'll end up together. So <laughs> that's why I said wife. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's probably going to stay with the company. So I guess that's good as long as he keeps that momentum. But as I'm long as they're hoping to see him in AEW. Yeah, me too. Because I have a feeling that. Once he goes up to the main roster, then I think he's not going to be treated well, just like the rest of the NXT call-ups. I don't have faith in I don't know. WWE. <laughs> I don't have faith in them make continuing to create stars that they bring up from their developmental. As long as Vince is around, yeah, I I, I don't have faith in it. Because I know some of the ones they brought up in their ranks are actually still stars, like, and they're on their way up to the top, like Andrade, KO, yeah, Seth. Because he started in 
NXT too. He the first champion of NXT. Yeah, well, that was yeah, but he was in NXT like like eight years ago. Well, I know, but seven years ago. Like Alistair's coming up now, and but but this is recently though that they've started. Okay, uh, well, I mean, just look at look at Sanity. Yeah, where are they, they now? Figured, well, one of them got released. One, yeah. one of them are in NXT, and one of them's in uh, Imperium. Yeah, <laughs> one of them is tagging with Nikki with Alexa Bliss. Yeah, yeah, they're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, that's just what I had heard. And, you know, I, I just hope if he does move on to the main roster that he's treated correct. But I don't know. I'm skeptical. Yeah. That's why I think that a move to AEW would have been him if he was going to be moved up if he stayed. But... I don't know. We'll see what comes of it. So that's really all the news we have for this week. So to get it going, I'm going to go with uh, Johnny and see what he liked from Raw this week. Okay. I was actually having trouble deciding what, what I want, what to choose. Uh, I don't think nothing really jumped out of me this week about Raw. Uh, probably what I liked uh, was uh, at the end of Rey Mysterio's uh, interview that he did from home, uh, Dominic teased uh, uh, the feud with uh, Seth Rollins, where he, he told Seth an eye for an eye. And he's referring to when uh, Seth was pushing uh, Ray's eye into the still steps. So I can see, I can see Dominic getting involved in that storyline maybe as early as this week. Yeah. He's definitely going to get involved. Uh, I just don't know in what way. Yeah. (laughs) Because... The obvious route would be for him to go against Seth, like you said. But if they really wanted to make an impact with this storyline, they would have him join Seth, like we discussed. Yeah, and that's that's what I've heard too. So, yeah, that's a question mark. Yeah, and Dominic might be a disciple. So. <laughs> It, it, there there would be a lot to do there, and it would be really interesting to see how that would go. So that's definitely one of the things I'm excited about. But I also agree with Johnny that there wasn't a lot to go on this Monday. Mm-hmm. But the couple of things that they did right were pretty damn good. But I don't think it was enough to kind of carry the whole show. So yeah, there were a lot of a little lot off. There were a lot of uh, recaps, the video packages. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, there was a lot there that should have been should have been filled with something else. So I don't know what their issue was this week. It just didn't feel. They're like building for backlash. Well, because it was taped last Tuesday. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
True. I guess I guess we'll have to keep that in mind. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely one of the better moments of the night. So, Drew, what do you think was good for you this week? I like the Charlotte Oscar match. <laughs> I always liked Charlotte Oscar. <laughs> yeah. And at one point in the match, uh, I like Joe actually, uh, Charlotte was had a. Let's see. Oscar had Charlotte in like a chokehold, and Charlotte uh, picked up Oscar. And Joe said the line of uh, Charlotte lifting all that weight. So basically, he was calling Oscar fat. Come on, Joe. <laughs> hey, he's, he's the heel commentator. Yeah. Yeah, but then coming from him, come on. Yeah. <laughs> and it was a good match back and forth all the way, and Oscar wasn't going down. like. And I did yeah. like how it ended. That's the only thing I just didn't like, how it, how it ended with the distraction and the count out. Yeah, it seemed like they did that quite a bit this week on both shows. But they've done it way too much with Charlotte more recently. So, yeah, I definitely don't like the way it ended either. But the rest of the match was definitely a great match. Yes. So it just kind of soured it the way it ended. Yeah. And I noticed when Charlotte came out, normally she's the heel. She get the heels get booed when it's just the superstars there, but she was getting cheers and boos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a little it was a little weird the mixed reaction she was getting. Yeah. But I don't it was know. Like all the women were booing her and all the guys were cheering her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I guess that's, that's I guess it's because she has the women's NXT title or NXT women superstars that didn't like the way she talked about them, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. She's, it's, it's definitely, that's definitely what probably has to do with that because, you know, how would you feel if you, if you had your champion calling you out the way she did? Yeah. So, Yeah. I, I understand the anger there, so, but, you know, it just makes it interesting for her, I guess, and I just want to see where they go with it before I'm completely down on it, even though I have sounded down on it, uh, I still want to give it a chance to see what happens, but as far as my moment of the week, I'm going to have to take... Uh, Alistair Black defeating Seth Rollins because he, even though Alistair Black is great, we've said that here, he's already had a loss here and there. So he, he I wouldn't say his momentum was completely down, but he needed something to kind of build him back up a little bit because he lost a little bit of momentum. Yeah. And come on, you just beat Seth Rollins. And much like the Oscar Charlotte match, this was also a hell of a match. So, you know, the frog splashes and the power bombs by Seth Rollins and uh, Carrillo being out there and just 
the flow of the match. It was all greatness. So, uh, heel, the heel factor that Rollins threw out there, it's just great. So, I, I just like what they're doing with it. And so many layers, like we just said, Mysterio and Dominic, and it's like everything is involving Seth. Much like, you know, he's the Messiah and religion and how <laughs> that's all involved in the world. And I guess that's what they're playing off of. So I like it. Yes, it's good. I've said that from the very beginning. It's, it's just been solid every single week from Seth. And I just like the way they're building it. I like the way they're keeping it up. So... Yeah, we'll just see. We'll we'll just as as long as they bring Dominic in soon, that's all I want. I'm just ready for Dominic. Mm-hmm. So I think that would end it a tie it in a little more. <laughs> so that would definitely be my moment of the week. But yeah, not a lot there. A couple of things they did that they shouldn't have done, you know. Calling out Billy Kay, uh, you shouldn't, you shouldn't have got that win. So, <laughs> yeah, I've made it pretty clear that she's not my favorite. So, really, just, we did not know that. I, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just gonna go out there and say it. Yeah, she shouldn't have, she shouldn't have beaten Nikki. You know, because I just think it, it looked bad for Nikki. And especially the way this week went for her, which we'll talk about SmackDown here in a bit. Um, yeah, not a good looking week for Nikki Cross. So that kind of has me down a little bit. But I'm going to try and move on to more positive notes. So I'm going to go with Johnny and see what he liked from SmackDown this week. All right. Again, there wasn't much there. Just like on Raw. Uh, I, I guess I, I, I did like all the, uh, all the stuff that was going on between Miz and Morrison and Braun. Uh, it kind of reminded <laughs> me, it reminded me of like, the original DX and all the the stuff that they would pull. So uh, they there were different segments when Braun was getting got to the building. He he was like in a kitchen area making a a protein shake, and they when he went to go blend it, and there was something in 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 the mix that made it fizz, and so it went all over the place. And Braun, I, I I like Braun, but Braun only has one one emotion, and that's, <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty much what he did after after it it exploded. Uh, so the next thing, he was being interviewed by Kayla, and and I, I and since this was heavily edited, obviously because it wasn't live. But at the same time, Miz and Morrison were—they were in a in a white van. They were uh, 
remote there to where Braun was. Somehow they rigged a bucket of green slime to come out of the ceiling. They pushed, they pushed a, a button and it came down. Only problem is um, Morrison didn't position the, the the bucket in the right spot. So instead of coming down all over, all over Braun, came down all over Kayla, mm-hmm. and made her look like like she just went like ten rounds with the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so, yeah, I felt bad for her as yeah. soon as I saw it. Oh, come and on, you know she's used that. to taking it in the face like that. Oh, I'm sorry, is that out loud? No. Oh. I mean, <laughs> yes, but you know, yeah, uh, it, it's it's becoming a different thing when you put that on live TV. <laughs> but, but, but but she she did show some character. She she called she called Miss and Morrison bastards. Yeah, <laughs> she said those bastards. So I'm yeah. I'm I'm anxious to see if anything comes out of that with, with her. Maybe maybe she'll she'll uh, she'll come into a, her own storyline or something. But and that yeah. the uh, the third third part of that was uh, Ms. and Morrison found uh, Braun's uh, car out in the parking lot. It was a Buick. It was some I forget what it was kind Great of Buick. It was. Yes, it was like a a rare Buick, and so they had Miss had a golf club, more than a baseball bat. So you pretty much know what was going to happen. They smashed all the windows. Later on, Braun comes out. They've already gotten into their van, <laughs> and Braun comes out sees sees what hap- what happened and starts asking where Miss and Martin are at. They think they can get it. They can make a getaway, but somehow they didn't have the keys to the van to, to get away. <laughs> and then, and then you hear somebody outside go, "They're in the white van." So, so Ron goes up to the van. He just starts tipping it over slowly. And I, I actually thought it was funny. It's just the image of the. The tire turning, turning sideways, and, and tipping over with Ms. and Morrison inside. Yeah, that was funny. And yeah. the picture of them going upside down, and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Again, it, it, it as Johnny said, it looked very heavily edited, but it had to to make it look right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it worked. I enjoyed it. It made me laugh all the bits and uh what i liked about it the most is it wasn't all in the same hour it was all kind of spread throughout the show and that's one of the things that wwe hasn't done for a long time is continue storylines throughout a whole show that aren't all in the same time frame they used to do it a lot more back in the day, like with yeah. DX. Right. It would run through the whole show. So to see them doing something like this and it running the course throughout the whole show, uh, I want to see more of that. You know, not just, okay, here's us talking. Oh, we got issues with you. Here's a match. And that's the end of it. I want 
better storylines. And this was definitely a step towards that. So I enjoyed it a lot. Yes, so, it was funny. Yeah. Now, now that uh, Johnny took that moment, which <laughs> it was a pretty big moment of the night, <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with Drew and see what he enjoyed from that night. like the AJ Styles Daniel Bryan lead up in the match that followed where AJ uh, or did Daniel call AJ a coward for skipping a week last week? Yes. And then he challenged Gulak to a match and actually got beat by Gulak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, Gulak is a more technical wrestler. And AJ is obviously more of uh, the high flyer of the bunch, speed and all of that. So I, I think Gulak kind of controlled the match this week. Yeah. It's like he got the upper hand on AJ, and AJ was never really able to recover completely from it. That's why I think he took the loss. But... Really good match from Drew Gulak. Uh, good job on AJ making it look good, uh, putting uh, Gulak over even more than he already was, you know, because even though he was let go <laughs> and then signed a contract, again, uh, kind of just staying focused and all that, keeping his name out there was definitely good. But now my question to both of you is, with um, Drew beating AJ, would they announce a triple threat for next week? Hmm. Yeah. I have a feeling. It's too close to favor Because it, it, the Intercontinental title match is next week, right? Yeah. So oh, I wonder not if doing they the do that. It's not going to be on paper. No, it's it's on. No. it's on the show next week. Okay. Yeah. And then he'll probably so, whoever wins will probably have defended it back by show <laughs> two days later. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. But I just have a feeling that before next week's show, they're going to make it a triple threat match. And as Drew beat AJ, and AJ's in that title match, so why wouldn't Drew be in there? That's going to be their reasoning behind it. I just have a feeling that's what they're going to do. I don't know how y'all would feel about that. I I think we're good with just Daniel and AJ. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if they, if they do decide to go that way. Maybe they make Drew Gulak a number one contender. Well, I well they don't they don't do that like on AEW, but I I, I can see Daniel giving Drew the first shot if he wins. Yeah, yeah. Either either way, I think he has to get a shot somehow since he beat AJ. Yeah, but I was just thinking maybe. Maybe the better move would be to make it a triple threat, but I don't know. We'll see what they decide to go. There's definitely time between now and next Friday. So 
we'll see what they decide. But as far as my moment, <laughs> it's going to be more more around the same way as last week where I went a bit comedic on it. Uh, I definitely like uh, Otis and Mandy in the back right before his match with Baron Corbin <laughs> and stumbling across uh, his coat and uh, his uh, crown. Yeah. <laughs> crown and scepter <laughs> but the only thing the only thing Otis took was was his crown <laughs> yeah. and Mandy was like yeah go ahead and put it on man so Otis put it on and Mandy's like oh yes that that definitely looks good on you you know <laughs> I think Mandy was still a little wet from the week before so <laughs> sorry again Sorry, we're we're guys. No. We're we're not a and family. And then show. after what did last week, of course we're gonna think this way. And we are not a family show, so <laughs> we're just gonna throw shit like that out there. But so what kind yeah, of family you have, there, buddy? Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, now, and yeah. just remember, you're the white one of the bunch. Okay, so you're saying careful what you say. Careful what you say. Yeah, but this was definitely hilarious. Him taking the crown and wearing it out to the ring and uh, just uh, Corbin being focused on getting it back. It wasn't really much of a match. It was just meant for, <clears throat> for the comedic side of it. You know, match didn't last long and did in a disqualification as well. Otis looking strong by taking out Corbin at the end after the match. Even with the hitting the caterpillar. Yeah. Yeah. And Corbin hitting him with the chair. And uh, he's such a massive guy that it had near to no effect on him. (laughs) So he was able to hit his moves right back. So, yeah, that was my favorite moment just because it was hilarious. And they made Otis look strong and kind of got that vibe of he is the money in the bank holder, but he was also king for a day. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I just think it was it was a great move for them to do that. So now that we got our moments down for SmackDown, uh, I'm going to throw it over to Drew. Because I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. okay, hold on. Are we doing NXT? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're I, moving on to NXT. I, I didn't see it, but I do have an opinion about it. Because yeah. I, do, I do know the results. Of, of yeah. The- I also wasn't able to watch it because I got a little <laughs> held up with a couple of things this week. <laughs> but I also know the results. I know the big result ever since Wednesday. Yeah, because you know, Twitter kind of ruined it for me. But that's <laughs> yeah, all I needed to know. And, and Wrestle Talk ruined it for me. <laughs> yeah, but so I'm gonna move over to Drew on this one, and uh, I'm gonna let him get, get his opinions in on the on the show yeah. for NXT. Go ahead, Johnny. We know you what you want to talk about. Okay. Go ahead. Sure. Okay. All right. All right. We'll do that. 
just a second, something a different screen popped up on my, my computer, so I can't see y'all. But uh, uh, no, no, but y'all can see me. My camera's going. Uh, yeah. So uh, even though uh, I, I did find out the results of the uh, the Drake Maverick Hijo del Santo match. Or and not no, Santo, hijo del fantasma. That's a different version. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hijo, hijo del fantasma. Um, However, you say his name. Yes, son of the phantom. There we go. Or son of the ghost. Uh, oh, is that what that means? Uh, yeah. Son yeah. Of the ghost, son of the ghost. And uh, so anyway, he ended up winning the cruiserweight title. Which, by the way, uh. This ended up not being interim cruiserweight champion. They just flat out stripped Jordan Devlin of the title because of the situation and because the travel ban is still going on, and they don't know when it's going to clear, clear up. So they they just instead of saying Hijo del Fantasma is the the interim champion, he's just a champion now. But on on the other on the other hand, though. Even though Drake Maverick lost the match, he actually get, he actually gets to keep his job. They gave him his job back after being released back on April fourteenth, which I think I think it's a good move. I mean, <clears throat> somehow though, I have a feeling this was a this was a storyline from the beginning. I don't think he was actually released. With all the other wrestlers, since he was, as, as I, and Triple H came out saying that that you know they had already named him for the tournament, and it, it, he he said it was a surprise to him that they, that he was released. So that's why they they gave him the option to to continue in into the the tournament, but. I I think he was never released to begin with, which is it's a bad move as far as the other wrestlers that were actually let go. It makes it makes like makes the company look bad. Yeah, um, I can say that. I don't know. I I don't think it was a work. I think he was legit let go at first, mm-hmm. but then they kind of capitalized on what they saw and the emotions he, he brought out yeah, in be, the people. Yeah, because I, they really liked that that true true life video that he made after he was released. Yeah. So what what I think happened is they saw the they saw the momentum he had and the connection he had with the people and how they got behind him from that video he put out. So I don't think it was a work at first, but in the end with him being offered the contract and obviously, you know, he, he made it known that this was his dream job. This is his dream job. So, if he had a chance to stay, of course he was going to stay. So, 
you know, I think by the end they kind of made it work in their favor. So a work in the end, but that's not how it was at the beginning. But after seeing what happened on Wednesday, Leo Rush was tweeting out on how he was happy for Drake (laughs) and that he has his job back. But that it's still not a good look for the company because of everybody else they let go. Right. And only one way, one thing, if this happens, will make me think it was a work from the beginning. And that's if Leo Rush kind of makes his way back to NXT (laughs) to start a feud with Drake Maverick. Then, yeah, it'll make me believe it was a work from the very beginning. But until I see that, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say no, it wasn't. So that's just what I think. I don't know what Drew thinks about it. Yeah, the way that match actually ended was different. Basically, somehow Fantasma got thrown out of the ring, and those two masked men that have been attacking him all the time mm-hmm. came up and going to attack him, and Drake went out there and fought them off and climbed back in the ring and when he did, that's when Phantasma pulled win and won that way. <laughs> and there it is. So, that's how that ended. Oh, uh, can you repeat that? <laughs> yeah. You're going to need to repeat that, bro. You went all okay. robot on us. Okay. I don't know what happened. Is there a wrestling match going on where you're at? Yeah, Tati's at like at a live event over there. <laughs> so, so okay for those of you who are wondering why he why he's so robot-y, he's he's on location right now, in in a, yeah. in a cabin. So, yeah, yeah, he's out in the middle of nowhere, and uh, I'm I'm surprised the connection kind of lasted. So good. As long as it did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because at this point, I think we're at about an hour in, probably. And the fact that it lasted this long kind of shocked me. I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. But it's amazing. there he is. There he is. There's Mr. Robot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just going to end it by saying. All right, now now that wasn't a real robot. Mm. That was him just faking it. So, yeah, you know, <laughs> at least we know. <laughs> at least we know Drew's good at faking stuff. <laughs> yeah. So okay, do, know, do we do we want to jump to a determined? Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I think we're just gonna. I'm just gonna end it by saying, um, yeah. I, I like the move of them keeping Drake Maverick real emotions involved. And we've said it throughout the last couple of weeks 
with everything going on, everything is kind of based on real emotions. So, yeah, I enjoyed it. I like what they did. Um, no matter what they did, whether they re-signed him or not, I don't think it was going to sit well either way. But I think it was this was the best possible scenario they could get. So, yeah, I, I think this is the best possible outcome. So, good job on WWE for that. And I don't even want to say WWE because it wasn't WWE as a whole. Yeah, This was definitely a Triple H decision. That's what I'm getting. That's what I'm hearing. So yeah, yeah, because uh, I think he was upset that they they let him go after they had already announced him for the tournament. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm not. I'm gonna take my statement back and just say good on W, good on Triple H, not good on WWE for making that call and for taking care of the situation the way he did. So. Yeah. uh yeah, good shit. I loved it. So we're going to go ahead and uh, move First on to our... <laughs> I think it might uh, be you for the rest of the show. Yeah, I, I, I think we're going to have to move on to AEW and uh, give our moments real quick and see if Drew's able to establish a better connection as time goes, like at the beginning of the show, it was flowing pretty good. So uh, reset your hotspot there. Yeah, that's what I would recommend <laughs> as well. <laughs> All okay. right. So while while he tries to do that, I'm gonna go with Johnny and see what was his favorite moment. Of okay. AEW this week. I, I had a couple, but but I'm gonna save one of them because I have a feeling that one of y'all is gonna have have that one. So I'll I'll let y'all have one of them. Uh, <clears throat> so they they showed uh, a segment in the back where um, the private party were were back there and they were confronted by by extreme Matt Hardy and. Matt Hardy just, you know, congratulating them on the, on the match they had like, the previous week in the, in the six-man and, you know, made sure that Mark Quinn was all right after his uh, his knee injury. And he was, you know, telling them how, you know, he he compared them to to the, the Hardy boys when they were younger. And during the, this whole thing, the private party, they were just, they were just fans. They were, you know, they they loved the the fact that that he compared them to the Hardy Boys, and Matt was telling him that if they if they ever needed any advice or anything, just to uh, just let let him know, you know, talk to him. And they came. Private Party came up with a new concept with I, I guess it could be a team name if Matt wanted to team with them which was uh, the Hardy Party <laughs> <laughs> which I, I like the sound of that name yeah and 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 this was cool because it seemed like in this segment Matt Hardy 
kind of maybe broke kayfabe a little bit, which you know, my, he he wasn't the broken Damascus Matt Hardy. He was Team Extreme Matt Hardy. Yeah, and and then he followed that up when he was walking dead further down the hall. He saw Sammy Guevara, and he he told Sammy, "Hey, hey, Sammy, we're we're cool, <laughs> you know, no problem." Yeah. So, as if to say that Damascus Matt Hardy doesn't like Sammy Guevara, but Team Extreme Matt Hardy does. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I liked it too. Whenever he walked out at the end and uh he just kind of as soon as he turned the corner just ran into sammy and he sh- sammy kind of got this uh back off look on his yeah. face yeah and that's when matt was just like hey man we're cool we have no problems so hell yeah that was a pretty good moment yeah uh if i had to choose uh, again when we do the WWE reviews, I'm just going to say sometimes it's kind of hard for us to find a moment. When it comes to AEW, it's kind of hard to choose a moment because there's yeah. so much good shit there. <laughs> right. So if I really had to choose one, just because I'm an Orange Cassidy mark. <laughs> I love this dude. So much. And he's done a lot of great shit from the very beginning whenever he's been on the show. But after Jericho had a match against... I forgot who he had a match against. I'm trying to see here. It was Colt Cabana. Okay, yeah. He did fight Colt. Okay, so after his match with Colt Cabana, he was calling out uh, who's the baddest motherfucker, pretty much? And of course, Mike Tyson. He's calling out know. the baddest man on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he was calling out Mike Tyson, but really, <laughs> Orange Cassidy came out. And <laughs> as soon as he came out, I was like, "I'm good. This this is gonna be amazing," because you got one of the best heels in the world. And then you have Orange Cassidy, hmm. who, in in his own right, he really is a bad, bad yeah. man. <laughs> if he, there was I, a second baddest man, it's it's Orange Cassidy. I th- I thought it was funny when he took he took Jericho's hands and he he put him in his, in Jericho's pockets. It wasn't yeah. even really in the pockets. It was just kind of mm-hmm. like on his trunks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. he he probably didn't have pockets anyway, but yeah, uh, yeah, there was no pockets there. Yeah, but then <laughs> uh, obviously Jericho didn't find that as funny as we did. Yeah, so they try to they try to get his hands on Jericho. I think it was uh, was it Santana and Ortiz that were out there with him at that time. Well, at first it was a uh, Jake Hager, okay, and then Santana yeah, yeah. Ortiz came out running out the back later. Right, right, right. So, <laughs> Orange Cassidy, without even touching them, just kind of gave them the run around and showed them, you know, I can I can get on to you, but you can't get me. And he kind of rolled around and then he 
hopped out of the ring to celebrate with uh, the best friends. And yeah, it looked amazing. <laughs> yeah. They were at ringside the whole time. And it was just amazing. Jericho is amazing. Orange Cassidy is amazing. It, it was comedy and it was serious at the same yeah. time. You can't you can't just label it one thing or the other. It all just blends well. So that's what I love the most off of that, off of Dynamite this week. But like I said, there was a lot. So it was really hard to choose a moment, but that's my moment of the week. <laughs> now, real quick, I think... Uh, I think uh, Drew's got his connection back. Yeah. So we, we kind of skipped him <laughs> for a second and moved on to my moment because technical issues. <laughs> so while I step out for a little bit, I'm going to let uh, Drew choose his moment of the week. My moment of the week this week was the uh, Tech Team title match with uh, – Jimmy Havoc and Kip Sabian Sabian (laughs) against the champs. Yeah. Omega and Adam Page. And when Adam Page and uh, Omega came out, like when they do put their thing on the screen above it, it says they prefer 2% and 80 proof. (laughs) (laughs) And then they were talking during the match that Havoc was trained by the Knight family over in uh, England, which is actually – Page's family from WWE. Right. And then at one point, Penelope was sent to the back after she interfered and all this. And while she was being sent to the back, Jimmy Havoc got a wrench and hit Page and Omega with it. Wasn't enough to take them out. And eventually, Page and Omega won. Yeah. With their double finisher, the clothesline. I don't, what does he call that clothesline? And the B-trigger? The they B do them trigger? together. Yeah. yeah, Kenny comes from the back and hits the beat trigger while Adam Page hits him from the front with the clothesline. Yeah, I forget what it was called. But yeah. that was just a real good match, lots of action. And I, like, I, like we said before, I don't think I've ever seen a disqualification in AEW for something like that. No. <laughs> I don't know if they don't believe in them or what. But <laughs> <laughs> It's like we've never seen a disqualification or a countout in well, AEW. Yeah, we haven't seen countouts either. So, yeah, don't know. Yeah, well, well uh, my other moment y'all didn't mention was the um, Cody and Jungle Boy match. Yeah, that was for, great too for the TNT title. Yeah, it was, and I kind of, I kind of think after, after Cody went went head first and into the into the concrete uh, concrete wall and he busted himself open. Uh, I I thought Jungle Boy had an opportunity there, but but then he was, like I said, I mentioned earlier, he was distracted by MJF in the crowd. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I, <laughs> That was great, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like we mentioned, uh, like I mentioned, there's a lot there that's really damn good. Yes, from top so, to bottom. Yeah, top to bottom, great show. Um, <clears throat> just kind of as an honorable mention, 
I just want to bring this up because I never, I'm not really ever too down on anything in AEW. We've made that very clear that they can really kind of do no wrong. Yeah. And as much as I hated the way it ended, I love the way they made Big Swole look going against Nyla Rose. You know, kind of holding her own, uh, looking really strong in that match. So I just wanted to bring her up real quick and give uh, Big Swole some credit because I think think a couple of months from now, she's going to be on top. I could see her being the champion. She just had that look in her entrance. Come on. <laughs> Come on. It, it's all about the entrance. Obviously, you know, performers and everything they do, we give them credit for that as well because they bust their ass out there. But her entrance is one of the best ones I've ever seen. <laughs> just the way her music is and the way – she comes out so hyped for it. Yeah, that's. I just wanted to bring her up because uh, she's very quickly winning me over. And I just see her being, being really good a couple of months from now. So, you know, just awesome, awesome show from AEW. Uh, never do wrong so uh before we get into the last little bit uh i just want to bring up uh nxt takeover in your house because that's what we have tomorrow so i just want to bring it up real quick and see see what uh, Drew thinks is going to happen between uh, Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley and Io Shirai. I have no clue. Well, unfortunately, I think Io's not going to win because I think they're just going to bring her straight up to yeah or whatever. Right. I don't know if it's going to be Ripley or Charlotte. I just don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to. But I think whoever, but I think what's going to happen is EO is going to be the one getting pinned by who? Either one, so they can still keep that feud alive. Saying you didn't pin me or beat me, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've heard some people say that that's what they think is going to happen, but that Rhea is going to be the one that pins EO. Yeah, so she's going to get her title back. But my theory is EO's lost it, what, four times to Shayna, a title match, and lost to Charlotte. Well, she beat Charlotte, but it was disqualification, so Charlotte kept the title. She had five yeah. chances, and they still haven't given it to her. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> At least let her have it for one month or something to the next pay-per-view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I don't think they're even thinking of that at the moment. Oh, but I know they're probably not, but – that's what I think should happen. That's one of those where <laughs> if it happens, none of us would be expecting it because that's probably the last thing on our mind. 
So who knows? Maybe they'll pull that swerve. Yeah. And, you know, as we've talked about Johnny Gargano and this new different push he's getting. So just to see him going against Keith Lee for the North American Championship, that's also going to be a really good match. Yeah, and then uh, they had a – in a, the beginning of the show this week, they had a, like a mixed tag match, and Keith yeah. Lee got his hand between the steps in the ring, and Johnny kicked the steps into the ring, so it looked like he hurt his hand. Probably did, yeah. and it looked that way. So that might factor into it. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be a good one for sure. And let's, let's face it. This whole card is, it's pretty, it's NXT. Yeah. So we know it's going to be badass, but Tommaso Ciampa versus Karrion Cross. Cross, Come on. (laughs) He hasn't even been there. Yeah. I can see Karrion Cross being Ciampa just because, like you said, he he just came in into the company. But they, yeah. I don't think they would have him lose his first high profile match. Yeah, and Cross is definitely not all hype. He's coming in with a massive following. Yeah, a lot of people love him. So that entrance alone. Were, <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can't invest as much as they did in that entrance. And have him lose his first match. So, you know, I feel bad for Ciampa, but they're both going to look good in this match. And then, you know, Finn Valor, Damian Priest, come on. Just all badass matches. Mia Yim, Tegan, Tegan Knox, and Shotzi Blackheart versus Candice LeRae, Dakota yeah. Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez. Just perfect card. Even even Adam Cole versus Velveteen Dream. <laughs> yeah. A parking lot brawl or yeah. back back yeah. lot brawl. Yeah, I was I was Looming gonna outside. see. Well, yeah, like I had mentioned earlier, that's already been taped. So. Yeah, and it looks like it's a ring surrounded by car parking cars in the parking lot with their lights on. <laughs> Is what they were Which, showing on the preview. Which is probably the same thing they they did when they did the Boneyard match at Mania. Probably. Yeah, Yeah, probably something like that. Um, That's that's probably the only match I'm a little down on, but that's definitely not on Adam Cole. Yeah, it's not. It's also a built-in dream. I I really don't want to see him go to the main roster. If if he does, I, I... I hope he's one of the NXT guys that that gets buried. <laughs> I mean, not to not to be down on any, anyone's career, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I was about to say the same thing. You know what? You, I hope he he does get that really quick move into the main roster, especially after this loss. Because let's face it, he's going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> so. I hope he does move up to the main roster because um, that way they can bury him. Yeah, he he'll don't get have the, to worry so much. He'll get the uh, hashtag three week push. <laughs> he'll, 
He'll get the, oh, now I'm chasing our truth for the 24 7 title. Yes. <laughs> Put him in that. Fine. I'll <laughs> laugh at his ass as he's running around. Pull a Titus World slide or something. I don't know. <laughs> Just make him look like a dork. I'm fine with it. Well, you know, they team up, up with Titus. He's he not doing anything. Yeah. Maybe. Just keep him off the top title. Yeah. Don't throw him anywhere near there. Yes. And we'll be fine. Yeah. He can just become Edo for the rest of his career and I'll be fine with it. <laughs> so, yeah. We're definitely ready for NXT in your house. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. I'm going to watch it. I know I, I know, Drew for sure is going to watch it. Johnny is probably going gonna... to watch it. Yeah, I'm gonna try and see see if not live. I'll I'll watch it later on in the evening. But hey, this is I think the first time ever where we're gonna have two pay per views in back to back weeks. Yeah, we got yeah. take over take over in your house tomorrow night, and then backlash next next Sunday. Yeah, it's uh. It's definitely picking back up. And uh, one of the rumors I heard is that they also told AEW and WWE, again, you know, just rumors for now, that maybe they can get real crowds in again, not just, you know, developmental talent and other superstars out there. So... I don't know. It's still weird times. Yeah, I mean, they haven't even even announced, you know, having a a house show schedule again. So yeah, and yeah. Uh, Survivor, not Survivor, but SummerSlam is still in the air because, uh, and it's supposed to be in Boston, but the mayor of Boston has said that there's not going to be any live events. In, in the city until Labor Day weekend, and that that's in September and SummerSlam is in August. So either they're gonna move SummerSlam to September, or they're gonna try and find a different venue to hold SummerSlam. Yeah, uh, I just think they should try and find a different venue, but it might be too late for that. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I know what you're thinking. Too, when you say that, <laughs> <laughs> you know where I was gonna go with it. No, we want Survivor yeah. Series, damn it. Well, yes, and that's still <laughs> that's still TBD too. Yeah, which I hope it won't be like that for long because, um, yeah, let's go ahead and announce this while I still have the money for it. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just sitting there waiting. <laughs> but yeah um, definitely some good things here and there from Raw and Smackdown but I still think they can be better and I hope they build on that these this coming week and like we said AEW is still legit they're never gonna never gonna let down they're still gonna keep the foot on the gas pedal and keep it going, especially with FTR now being there. Uh, 
definitely a lot to look forward to. So uh, before we lose him again, we're just going to go <laughs> ahead and do this. So uh, here, stump the brain. <laughs> okay, let's go back in history a little bit. All right. Who was the first WWF champion? That would be <clears throat> Bruno San Martino. Well, it's not what I got. <laughs> I have uh, Buddy Rogers, 1963. <laughs> okay, that uh, you you probably right about that. There's uh, some because I know San Martino did beat Buddy Rogers for it, and uh, there is a question of when when the company changed over from <clears throat> Capital Wrestling to WWWF. But it's around the same time frame. Yeah. I, 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 yeah. I, if, if San Martino wasn't the first, I think he was the, the second. Yeah. But, you know, this is why he's the brain. He knows a lot. <laughs> I didn't so. even know that. I had to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> See, exactly what I'm talking about. So, he, yeah, he definitely knows his stuff. So, even, even if he doesn't doesn't get it quite right with the answer Drew has, he yeah. still puts himself over and makes us look like complete idiots in the end. <laughs> so. Okay, so I, I, I'll give you another piece of trivia. If you want to go way back to the company that would eventually be WWE that we know today, one of the first ever wrestling champions in 1846 was Abraham Lincoln. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I know back in the day they used to, they used to wrestle a lot more with uh, well-known people, you know, Obviously, their own take on celebrities. Well, well, I, I, well, I don't even. This think was you, before he became a senator, yeah, or right? Before, yeah. before his presidency. It, this was, yeah, that's uh, fifteen years before his president. So, yeah. yeah. Oh damn! Here I yeah. thought it was while he was president. No, he no. No, he, he, he was actually he was actually an attorney. Huh. This was in well, he, he was a lawyer in Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, um, not much of a history. Person, a little history so lesson. I wouldn't have known all that. <laughs> a little, a little history lesson with your wrestling. See, you never know a what you're going to get. Lesson. Yeah, yeah, we're going to keep the surprises coming every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I just want to thank everybody for giving us a listen, and if you have any comments, feedback, and all that, uh, wrestling has lost its way at yahoo.com or wrestling has lost its way on Facebook will answer on either or. So I just want to appreciate the listens and uh, hope everybody has a enjoys the rest of their weekend and, you know, just stay safe out there and hopefully this will all be over soon and we'll be able to watch some live shows. Yeah. So have a good one, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to y'all later. See you next week. Check you later. Yeah. Uh, the robot. The, the robot. robot. <laughs> we ended with the robot. And we're in with that. <laughs>